Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your demon host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by our three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello! 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 Oh, it's nice to see you all with your freshly leveled up characters. <laughs> Indeed, yeah, level 10, here we come. Not Though none of us are actually technically fully level 10, are we? We're all... Level something, something, <laughs> and level something, something else. Because <laughs> uh, um, we all multi-class because we realised we weren't a balanced party. <laughs> not a not a single class purist amongst you. <laughs> well, no, no. Seeing as we all picked fighter-ish classes, it seemed sensible to vary somewhat. Hey, mm. Rogar was like a cleric rogue last week. It's fine. True, he's branching out in playstyle at the very <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. There, there is that, yeah. He used to just run away, now he hides. <laughs> key, key point, he's learned about cover. <laughs> Cheers, guys. <laughs> it's called, I mean, I can't, I can't talk shit. You saved Tommy's ass so many times in that fight. <laughs> That's true, I could have left you. I I've just, just, just want to point this out, right? In like the last like maybe two large fights that we've had, I could have let both of you die. Or, and like, I would have just been free to do whatever the fuck I wanted. <laughs> Cut well, me some slack, people. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you some slack. You, you definitely saved my ass. You definitely saved Sophia's ass. Tommy is very grateful. The flip side is, of course, that had you not saved Tommy's ass, you would have just been perpetually running after a wizard who kept moving ahead of you, casting spells <laughs> at you. I mean, I, I, was I feel like I, I, could reach him. <laughs> I feel like we have discovered Rogar's ultimate weaknesses. No matter how strong he may be, if you just stay 30 feet ahead of him and spam spells at him, he can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> but he can survive, hopefully, long enough to you run out of spells, because he is tanky. Mm. That's true. That's true. I, I, I am seriously tanky now. Well, you I'm weren't, seriously. Yeah, you weren't, though, were you? But I, I wasn't a long time ago, but now I'm like pretty beasty. Yeah, well, since he traded his flesh for a living symbiote, he's become a lot uh, tankier. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's no longer the glass cannon that he once was. Mm. But I just, um, need, interest... I just need to kill Steve, and then I'll be super glass cannon. <laughs> mm. In, interestingly, though, we're all a little bit tankier now. Yeah, and uh, well, before we start going into all this, uh, I'll let everyone listening know you'll be reprising your roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue. Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Roga McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And let's go through here before we start off. So I believe our our friendly Roga here has taken a level in paladin to bring you up to level nine paladin, level one sorcerer. Is that right? Yep, that is correct. Ah, what's, uh, what have the rest of you done? Uh, so Tommy's a level two thief, level eight fighter. So <laughs> balancing yeah. that out reasonably well. I've got... I'm, I'm a little bit more thievy, a little more fightery. Doing, doing okay. Mm -hmm. And Sophia is a level four cleric and a level six fighter, in which I, well, Sophia has leveled up a bit of her wisdom. So me now she's a minus one instead of a minus two. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so, so actually, of all of us, you're, you're probably the most balanced of all the characters. I think you haven't taken a level of fighter since you multiclassed, have you? No, I've, I've, I'm properly going for the cleric bit. Because mm. we don't need much more fightiness, do we? No, I mean, you've, you've got, and in fairness, you've got most of the good bits out of Monster Hunter anyway at this, at this mm. point. With those, yeah. those extra re-rolls, I mean... <laughs> yeah, the next time I level up, though, I could get an extra die. You can. So it's, 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 what, it's what 
it's whether the next cleric up, like level up is any good. Of course, that's presuming we survive until level eleven. Yeah, doubt it. Indeed. I mean, I mean, le- le- level nine to ten was a fucking uphill struggle, wasn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that it was. And yeah, I mean, cleric starts to get quite interesting now because the more levels you pump into this, you start getting into those level four spells, level five spells, and you really start to get to uh, some of the fun stuff of being a cleric. Yeah, you get what's what's, what's that? What's this? What's the smite you get as well? It's not divine smite, is it? It's the other one. Are you thinking flame strike? That's a really good one that um, uh, clerics get. No, it's the one you you can just do every time you hit someone once a turn. Oh, I know which one you mean. I is, is it divine I it. divine uh, strike. Yes, yeah, so, something like that. Divine strike. Yeah, it's eighth level. But yeah, you you get to add add an extra one d eight radiant damage on one hit every every attack. Which mm. as a so, as a kind of half fighter, that's pretty decent. Is that a level eight spell, or do I have to be level eight? No, it's not a spell. It's just every time if once you're level eight, you can just do it once, once every turn. It's a bit. It's a bit like a kind of a a a weak like sneak attack, except you don't. There's no. There's nothing in it. You just have to um, hit a creature with a weapon attack. So it could be with a bow, could be with a sword. It's just a hit, and you automatically get the extra damage. Four more levels. <laughs> four, more, four more levels, yeah. Four that might as well be a, like <laughs> that's probably years away. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, so that's our our new leveled up character, Solara, is also now level nine. She's lagging a little bit behind you guys, and uh, yep, that gives her a fifth level spell, which is very cool, and. I mean, I guess to to move this into a recap, the reason why you guys leveled up is because last week you liberated and claimed Black Frost Fortress, defeating the uh, rather powerful and evil, seemingly at least, necromancer Desorn of this orc tribe that you've been running into as part of this larger war effort. You didn't kill him. He managed to get away after... Almost murdering Tommy a fair few times, let's be honest. <laughs> but Yeah, he did his best. Yeah, but you managed to turn the fight in your favor by uh, eventually knocking down that cloud kill, letting the, the reinforcements of Sophia and Solara move around a bit more unimpeded. And Rogar playing a healer duty, but keeping Tommy alive, which is uh, very nice of him. <laughs> it was, rather. Yeah. And yeah, like... Really, overall, you guys fought a good fight against a tough opponent, and you chased him off, which gave you free reign of the fortress to start exploring around. Uh, We went through this last week, but essentially the fortress has a bunch of different rooms that will give various benefits and may have other things hidden in them, if you wish to explore any of them and things that sound interesting that you haven't been to yet. So far, you've been to some of the bedrooms. You found the uh, Castellian. Our Patreon Jules has now got a name as our... uh, Fortress, basically a governess, essentially, when uh, Thomas Warwick wasn't about. Castellian kind of runs the place when the noble isn't there and, you know, makes certain that the place hasn't fallen over in their absence. You popped over to the treasure room and looted it. <laughs> and then you went up to the arcane lab and found a few uh, a few extra things. And that's kind of where we left you guys off, was actually in the lab, because not only did you find a bunch of uh, rather interesting spell scrolls, you also found some intelligence reports. That's uh, that's where we left you just about to crack those open, or at least I assumed that was your next action. Yeah, I mean, Tommy's keen to know when everyone else gets here and is, is sort of ready to set up and stuff because he's pretty keen to make sure there are um, 
there's some guards posted outside because he's not happy that we um we let the fate weaver escape we didn't really let him we tried, tried everything we could not to let him but um the fact that he has escaped and is probably now back reporting I with the rest of his forces he could be just hiding in the castle but I doubt that there would be no reason to hide in the castle. He could be hiding in the castle, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing to stop him of doing that. But mm. I don't know. It it feels it feels more like. I mean, Tommy's going to assume he's tried to make his way back to kind of warn the rest that there's um there's some defenses now in the castle that his plan didn't go to, it didn't go off as well as he expected it to, and to sort of inform them as to what's happened. So I don't know, as he's the the only survivor. Yeah, but um, he, he he could be hiding. Um, I I'm doubt sure. it. I mean, he he was looking for something though. He was looking for something. But now that Warwick is dead, I, I doubt. Well, he could be, tr- could be trying or... to find it himself. I mean, we it it wouldn't hurt to do like a thorough search of the castle, but it also wouldn't hurt to get a long rest. Yeah. Um. So I think just. For now, from my perspective, well, from Tommy's perspective, um, make sure we got some guards posted, um, find a bedroom and get some kip, and then um, then we can kind of plan what we're going to do in the morning, explore the rest of the castle, maybe see if we can hunt hunt around the dungeon, see if he's gone to ground somewhere, or just see what else we can find in here. These intelligence reports look good. I'm not sure whether we should sleep first and then reconvene to go through them, or whether we should just try and go through them now. Um, I'm happy. Well, I mean, if We've got guards and stuff. Po- so let's take them with us. Like you say, make sure that we've got guards and stuff posted. That people are, you know, comfortable as they can be in this. Like, let's try and keep everybody in the same room because I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really want like civilians wandering around. You know, yeah. no, definitely um, not. I don't mind so much if you know if like the guards wander around or whatnot. But I don't. I just don't want you know people who can't fight wandering around. Really. Yeah, let's 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 um let's leave the reports where they are for now. We'll we'll get back to them, um, or maybe even just just bundle them up and stick them in one of the bags of holding. Yeah, so we know we've got them. That might be sensible. And then um, we'll head out. We'll meet meet the parties. They come in. We'll send them all up to the um the great hall where they can all where we've we've moved some bodies and stuff around a little bit. Everyone can kind of bed in for the night we'll send some guards out to the gate make sure we, we've got some kind of some people on watch and then we can kind of bed in for the night and then we'll we'll do some more exploring in the morning yeah yeah what time yeah. is it uh, at the moment i'd say it's probably a bit after midday right now getting to the afternoon essentially quite early it is well i mean we, we, we could we could spend our time i suppose we, if we get everyone in maybe yeah. we could all we could all look through the intelligence reports this afternoon while everyone's kind of in the great hall and is kind of setting up beds and maybe the guards are doing doing a better job than we did at hiding some corpses and things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, all right. So that's that's what we're going to do. We'll, we'll greet the party and then move from there. Also, yeah, I think we'll get, yeah, get like some of the guards to help, like say move corpses, but we'll just put them in like a side room or something for now. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no point like going out trying to bury them or burn them yet. We'll... um. Although we, do, although if we do have a necromancer on the loose, but <laughs> maybe True. burning not actually a bad idea. Thinking about it, I don't really like it when it's cooked. <laughs> well, I mean, f- feel free to hack off some bits and pieces <laughs> for, for for snacks. Tommy's not going to care. I will. And 
yeah, Solara might probably might well as well, so maybe not in front of them. But yeah, well, that's why I said we'll put it in a side room, like <laughs> <laughs> snack room, snack room. Yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> we'll um yeah maybe maybe as long as they're well well dismembered, so they're not going to come back as um full corpses, we'll be fine. So uh, you organised chucking a bunch of dismembered orc parts into a uh, servant's pantry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Makes sense. And, and then, uh, um, yeah, and then kind of post some guards outside. And then when we're all kind of bedded in, the um, civilians are getting themselves settled and, um, you know, getting into the warm at least. I guess we'll, um, we'll, we'll probably get these um, intelligence reports out and have a go through them before we have a, have a sleep. Yeah. I mean, you notice as everyone's kind of like, populating this place essentially I mean, there's there's buildings outside the castle that can house people like it might be a bit cramped quarters at this point until everyone finds a proper home but there's space for everyone to kind of spread out and obviously certain people may wish to live in the castle rather than out with the uh the others but that's up to you guys and who goes where obviously you all meet uh your uh castellian if you're keeping her on who can uh, help run the castle for you but that's up, up to you guys I th- yeah, I think we. I think we. We well, Tommy's perspective. Yeah, providing she's happy to work for free at the moment. Uh, Until we fact, can source. Pay- well, we we found some can, cash, didn't we, in the castle? Well, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking she has a safe place to stay. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll worry mean, about. You can stay here free of charge, or you know, <laughs> we'll find someone else. Yeah, you, she, she can chip in and help for the time being. We'll worry about wages and the future of employment. Yeah, because we don't have a source of revenue. Well, we do, but she doesn't know how I mean, much we've got saved. Let's be clear. You have a metric fuck ton of gold for these people. Like, if you're not paying them, you are, it is incredibly cruel of you. <laughs> yep. Uh... Yeah, just to be clear, just for alignment's sake. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. This, this is gunpowder, she's in no plot. When is anything nice? <laughs> I didn't say, hey, I'm not casting judgment. I'm just explaining <laughs> the currency of the world. We have a lot of gold. That's only because you keep like we keep running out of traders to spend it on. We would love to buy some health potions <laughs> or some ammunition for fuck's sake. I have so much money and no shops. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you invest in your townsfolk and they can set up some trading positions, I don't know. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Should we should we survive <laughs> what's coming? <laughs> right well, now a... right now pull together everybody, jeez. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, actually. No, it doesn't. No, real real girls got real girls thinking now. Real girl might go splash some of that 4K he's got hanging about. On on what? <laughs> on people. <laughs> Gonna buy money. people. Damn straight I'm buying people. <laughs> Get in the bag! Get in the I bag! Thought, I, I, I thought we abolished slavery when we got rid of Aradim. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the guards at the moment are still kind of happy to make certain that this place is secure. I mean, right now they're more concerned about living through the night, so they're not going to start demanding wages, but do realize they've been helping and protecting the civilians for free all this time. So just, you know, keep in the back of your head. For, for food and board, and if they if they want to go on their own, they're welcome. I mean, you didn't really provide much in the way of food or board. You, I you provided went to a place food. by Emmerich 
Rogar fed them one meal and they've hunted and sorted themselves out for the rest I of mean, the day. In, 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 in fairness, <laughs> it's really it's really guy Captain Emmerich's job to pay his men. <laughs> we, we we just rescued some people. I'm sorry. Next, next, if if you if you're like caught in a fire and then you know you you you're, you're homeless and you help some people out, you don't expect wages after it. Well, I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> contented employees don't tend to leave the doors open when the orcs come calling. I'm, you know? I, and I'm I'm just saying we'll, we'll sort out wages in the morning yeah, or later. That's fine. <laughs> you know, you know. Right now, right now, if you want to help the roof over your head, come inside. Yeah, I mean, for now. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. For we're now, gonna, they're pretty gonna... grateful. So the, there's there's not an immediate concern. I'm just making you aware. I'm just I'm just saying. What, why why do we need to bring cash into this? I mean, we we can live <laughs> in a perfect barter society. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Emmerich will organize a a patrol. I mean, the guards are a little bit disheartened because they find Jeff's melted corpse in the grand hall as well. So they're not oh. that happy. Oh, but I'll, I'll, that's I'll more uh, just a sad moment. Yeah, push him <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe a spade. Just because you know, I've noticed, obviously, they're a bit disheartened. I might, I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to, uh, I, 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 I don't want to give him a rousing speech. <laughs> but uh, just because I suck at that kind of thing. Um, we, 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 but, we, 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 could, we could try and work together and give him a bit of a rousing speech. I'll just get Lissandra to do it. No, so I'm just, just going to head over to Lysandra and just ask her, you know, just you know, check on the, you know, check on the guards, make sure that they're feeling pumped up, kind of thing. Hey, if you ask her that, she'll nod. So she will say, "If this is to be our new home, then I will require a place to set up shop. Have you found anywhere suitable?" Um, I know there's a church. Don't ask. So an old um, temple of. Arrow, the endless um, deity of winter, yeah. Yes, mm. so I will mention that that exists, and if she wants to set up there, she can. She'll not do that. Yeah. I will make it more suitable for our means then. And she will leave and start heading off to do that. Piss Perfect. the goddess of winter off. <laughs> Bring it on, winter bitch! We're in the, mi- oh, we're in the middle of Frozen's tundra. What the fuck are you I doing? Mean, do, do you know what, Joe? I, I mean, I... I... I, did, did did Rogar kind of mention about a speech at all, or was he just thinking it? Because Tommy's thinking it's, it maybe isn't a bad idea to kind of say a few words to the guards, you know, to thank them for what they've done so far. Say the the worst is over. Yeah, I mean they're they're currently moving bodies out of the hall, organizing civilians. If you want to gather them up to say something, that's pretty straightforward to do. I mean, it seems, yeah, seems I... just, just it seems like an, an kind of something it might be worth doing because yeah, you you're right. They have been protecting people and stuff. They've been doing the work while the civilians. Can get in. That's why I yeah, said I'm sure they've been foraged. Sandra, rather than said, "Oh, guys, we need to yeah, no. galvanize people," just because obviously I know how knowing so it, it, but hey, yeah, sure. she hangs around with me, so it it's, to your face. Yeah, I, I suppose, <laughs> but maybe Martin's more like a like a gelatinous cube. You know, he just kind of <laughs> <laughs> reforms to fit the shape of the door that needs to go. There. So, so talk well and say something to the to the guards. You know, just 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 the guards specifically because they've been because um, what they've been working. With. He's going to kind of get um, Guard Captain Emmerich to kind of bring them together mm-hmm. and just say, well, it's been a been a hell of a few weeks, isn't it? Is it? How many, is it a few weeks? I guess. Uh, since you originally left Faraday, yeah, you're getting up to that point now. Yeah. For you lot, you've carried on. For that, I'm grateful. It took a massive effort for us to get these few people, these few final survivors out of Aradin. You guys have kept them all safe. 
through thick and thin while we've been off trying to trying to get to this place really trying to get to somewhere somewhere we can put our feet up for a little while and feel a little bit safer you're all welcome to stay here with us as long as you want and look with we'll sort about sort out about kind of roles and responsibilities and jobs and summit once we're once we're settled and everything but i just wanted to thank you all for your hard work i genuinely appreciate it we all do and look i just yeah if you guys can i know you've been on the road for a while now but if i can get some of you to volunteer to uh put up a guard tonight we're not sure what we're going to face in these mountains but we just know we've got a hopefully got a warm bed and a roof above our heads for the first time in quite some time now and at least perhaps tonight we might even be safe so do me a do me a persuasion with advantage oh hmm. give it a go that's a 12 12 I, you're not you're not the greatest wordsmith around as uh, tommy but you feel your sentiment gets across these guys and they all you see them sort of nodding along they they do feel a little bit of pride in what you said how they've been able to keep people safe even though they they know they're not they're not heroes they're not great adventurers but they're doing a job and they've been doing it well and as your words your words touch them a little bit and they seem they're not uh, immediately going to start mutinying and uh, yeah i <laughs> as you all yeah so i'll just i'll just kind of finish up and i'll just say look some of you might remember me from um, my previous occupation. In fact, I know one of you does. I'll point at one of the guys. But look, if you'd have told me six months ago I'd be helping the Varadin City Guard escape with some refugees from the city, and we'd be fighting alongside each other against some of the um, some of the worst things we've come across yet, I'd have told you to fuck off. I would not have believed you. But yet. Standing here with you guys now, I am proud to have fought beside you all. Mm. Yeah, you get a few nods and like Emmerich kind of comes up and claps you on the shoulder and goes, we're proud to be fighting here with you too, Tommy. It's, it's been a strange road that we all walk together and the fact that we're watching each other's back and we've tried to keep as many people safe as possible has really done us all proud, I think. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of shake his hand and then um, just say, yeah, uh, we still need a couple of volunteers for tonight. The rest of you, you can stay in here, but sleep with your weapons. I'll also um, come up behind you and just say, I'm going to hold a small service for Jeff. If anyone wants to come and pray with me, I'll be in the courtyard. Uh, they all actually seem quite pleased by that. They, they, seem, they did like Jeff. He was a friend. and Yeah. He, he was a good lad, our Jeff. Yeah. Mm. Poor Jeff. So close to being a person. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna be a real boy. He was. <laughs> it was just. It was. It was. It wasn't the fact that he died. It was the fact that he died like one shot instant. It just uh, it reminded me of um, what was his name in the um, in the Dreamlands? Oh, tell, wow. tell me, guy. Oh, knock. Oh, knock. Yeah. It was yeah. just it was it was just so here's here's a character that, that, that could be really interesting and useful. Oh and he's dead. Blew up his head. To be fair, Nock has proved extremely useful. Yes. Even in, even in death he still serves. <laughs> he does. And guess what Rogar's gonna break out? 
The tail meat. The how tail meat. How much have you yep. got that left of that? I mean, surely we've, we've been eating it for a while now. Or you've been eating it for a while now. Um, and I will tell you, I have 50 pounds of tail <laughs> meat left. And you can uh, augment it with some um, some undead ogres and some... Well, uh, no, I'm not going to poison the people. No, 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 just, just for yourself, <laughs> surely. Um, <laughs> actually, did, what happened to Thomas Warwick? Did he die completely? Oh yeah, he's dead. He, but, but did he? I mean, sorry, did he get no. dissolved, or is he still a corpse? Oh no, he's like a a hollowed out rigor mortis corpse with uh, oh, okay, so you can have horrific some, necrotic damage. You, you could have some Thomas Warwick jerky. jerky. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't <laughs> worry. He's, he's, it. he's in the room, not this room, but he's in the he's in the, he's in the you know Rogar's yeah. room of death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to scratch that into the door. <laughs> Are you taking over the dungeon? Yeah, we, have, we haven't been in there yet, but um, no, the door, the door where we were hiding, like the little side room where we're hiding all like the bits of bodies and stuff. I'm literally gonna, I'm scratching into the door as we speak. I've gone over and I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm scratching into the door, Rogar's room of death. It's just, it's just, it's, okay. yeah, it's, it's like cold meat storage, but it's not cold, so it's just kind of <laughs> rotting meat storage. Yeah, the stench is unbearable. <laughs> Can't you just put it in your bag of holding? Because then it stays fresh in the bag of holding. Can we we get like some some corking around around it and just kind of like... As a race, we have, as I imagine it, wardrobes full of rotting meat on hangers. That is what (laughs) we do. And we occasionally feed off them when we fancy something. Like Like a good bottle of wine. See, so, so like, 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 sort of those industrial fridges you get in, um, like, restaurants, like, um, yeah, yeah but it's, but, but it's not but, a fridge. But, but it's, instead, <laughs> you just crank up the heat every so often. Yeah, <laughs> get it really nice and moist. And... I'm getting a little bit queasy. <laughs> <laughs> not even joking. Ah, uh, the fun of ghouls. Uh, yeah, moist yeah, we, 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 word. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna have to like do something about that room. Just like cork it up on the outside, or just put something kind of to stop all the stench coming out. I don't know what, but we'll worry about that later. Those are future problems. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, um, yeah. So, should we should we crack open these um these intelligence reports? Yes. Before we go to bed. Yes. I'm light reading. I'll say, um, if you guys are excited, gathering around in a room somewhere to look at this, Emmerich would come as well, because he's quite interested to know what the situation is, and I assume you guys are filling him in on what you've found in the fortress so far and all the rest of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll bring uh, Martin along with me. Martin and Jess along with me, because, you know, she hangs around me, so. Yeah. Sure. We'll, uh, we'll, def- we'll definitely definitely get Emmerich in. I'll probably have him kind of, maybe as, as Rogar's gone gone to chat with um, Martin and bring him over, I'll, I'll bring uh, Captain Emmerich over and kind of fill him in on on what we faced here, on the fact that um, the fate we were escaped before we had a chance to yes. to kill him, yes, um, and yeah, and then we'll we'll kind of convene. I guess we'll we'll pull up one of these um one of these tables over here and um, lay out the intelligence reports on them. I'm gonna bring um, Jules along because everybody else is bringing a friend. <laughs> Actually, it's not about not Clara. Slara's there too. She's her own person. I don't need to invite she's her. She's her own person. Yeah. <laughs> she can't. She will have death saving throws, unlike Jeff. Yeah, yeah, she, she is she, fine. She, she she has a character <laughs> sheet, therefore she can make her own choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Does Jules have a character sheet? No. 
Yeah, therefore oh, we no. have to bring her. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a bad idea actually if the castellan of the um, yeah, castle exactly. does know what's mm. going on. Um, yeah, so it would be a, be a good idea maybe to to kind of ask her a bit more information as well. About... Plus, like I did say, I'd tell her everything about what's happened, and yet I haven't. Mm. I, I, sp- I suppose after after we've had a look through these reports, maybe we'll fill her in on what's happened, mm. and then um, yeah, with, 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 uh, no, go and, on, go on. and then she can kind of give us some more provenance on the castle and kind of let us know anything useful. Exactly. I mean, if you show her the reports, I mean, she can fill you in with a little bit of information if you want. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll bring her over. She, she can take part in the, um, in the roundtable conversation about it. Mm. Uh, she looks them over and she goes, um, uh, yes, uh, Master Warwick was hunting for information from any source he could hire. These reports have been filing in through the rookery over the last few weeks, uh, they stopped suddenly about four or five days back. Do you know who was sending them? Oh, mercenaries he'd hired, a few guardsmen, basically whoever he could convince to go and explore either to the mountains to the north or off in the wilderness. I don't know if any of them ever returned, though. Interesting. Doesn't look like it, or if they did, they're not alive anymore. Given the attack, I suppose that makes sense. Perhaps one of them was found tortured and told the orcs everything surprised i guess there wasn't many guards but i'm still surprised they managed to get in it's quite a well defended fortress Uh, warwick has been expecting reinforcements for days he's kept a relatively loose guard just waiting to welcome people in they they took us completely by surprise overran the gatehouse immediately and then at that point we didn't have enough people to push them back warwick tried to pull everyone back towards the castle but they I don't know if you've been under assault from orcs before, but they're very quick. They get through fortresses with pretty, well, quite a bit of speed, just cutting and burning anything they find in their way. They were at the doors before we even really knew it. Yeah, they they did seem to move pretty pretty sharpish uh, when we were fighting them earlier. I was like, I'm just thinking. Um, I picked up one of the mercenaries that might have been one of the people sending this information through. Uh, Balin hadn't arrived yet, so you know he'd been hired, but he hadn't got there yet. To, you assume from what she's telling you now is he was probably going to be a new scout. Right, okay, okay. But yes, there is Balin who was uh, connected to this whole uh, operation. Yeah. So it's uh, it's possible there are a few still out there, but um, if the reports haven't been getting back, then it's unlikely. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So so what have we got here then? We've got some reports on uh, on the various types of... Uh, Types of creature that we're up against. Yeah, so I mean, if you guys all start cracking these open, what I'll do is I'll summarize the information you get out of them. Um, one of the major points, or I'll just go through this. So as you're looking through this, one of the reports is saying that there's heavy giant activity throughout the mountain passes up through the Crown of the World Mountains near the border, where essentially the mountains just roll into the, the plains and tundra. There are reports of hill giants, stone giants, and even a few frost giants. Um, You get a a light description of each. I mean, you guys have seen hill giants before, but you've never seen stone or frost giants. And you get the impression that stone giants are much larger, much stronger. You find hill giants, the ones you've seen, they're very driven by their gluttony. They're, they kind of give in to their urges, whereas the stone giants from the descriptions and like little drawings that's, that have been done look far more uh, formidable. Like they put up a lot more of a fight. 
and the the small sketch you see of a frost giant looks to be even bigger than the stone giant and actually seems to be quite heavily armored. Oh dear, that's what we wanted. Hard to kill giants. Yeah. So that's what's uh, going on in the mountain passes. It seems that there are regular patrols and I mean, it's it's dangerous up there right now, at least if you're trying to just go through the most commonly traveled routes. Mm. Then there are quite a few reports that cover the encampment that you guys heard mention of previously, the Orc Knoll encampment over at the Shimmering River. You see a notation that it's about four days' journey by foot from Blackfrost, pretty much due east from here. You pick out that whoever was spying on this actually took quite a few notes on both sides of the camp, and in fact included a rough sketch of a map as well, which I will share with you all. Ooh. If you expand that, you should see a few things noted. Ooh. Ooh. That was quite a big camp, in it? It's a blood oh, yeah. pool. There is a blood pool. That sounds like Rogart, someone for Rogart to go and take a dip. Mm-hmm. There so... in the bone pile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so to give you guys a bit of a a description of what this intelligence report is saying, um, the west side of the river seems to be home to the Orkish camp, and the east side is home to the Knolls. The Orkish camp is very militaristic. It seems to be quite well organized, less just generally chaotic than the Knoll camp is, and you kind of expect that from having come across how dangerous these Orcs are in terms of actually having structure, having proper leadership, they know what they're doing, and you got that information a little bit from our uh, sniper friend. You see that the Knoll camp is noted here as just, it's barely contained chaos, and there actually, there's a few notes here around potential tensions between the two groups. You can see on the picture, on the Orc side, yes, there's a, there's a large war tent that is denoted that their leadership seems to reside in and plot from. There is a feasting hall where the orcs will obviously go and eat. There is a, a section that's been boarded off, which is labeled Ancestral Grounds, which you're not really certain. Like, is this a graveyard? Is this something that already existed when this camp was built? You don't know. There's a fight pit that's down on one side of the uh, orc camp. There's an armory, a training grounds, and then a place for food storage and brewing. So kind of what you'd expect from a, a typical militaristic camp. There's quite a few common aspects that you would see in any sort of setup, whether it be from reasonably organized bandits to proper military. Is it Intel dated at all? Um, these ones seem to be dated from about two weeks back. Okay. On the Null side, it seems to be a lot more um, brutal. That <laughs> You see notes of a ritual chamber, something called a blood pool, but it seems to be drawn as a building. You're not certain what the hell that is. You see some notations of the prisoner cages, which you guys, or at least especially Rogars, had a few, few visions of cages being transported somewhere. You're guessing this is where they end up, or at least some of them do. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a label of a grand bonfire in the middle, and... Um, Rogar, you would also remember from your vision there was a lot of gnolls like chanting ritualistically, chanting to Yinogu and the demons and everything like that. Their side seems a lot more just absolute madness and barbarity. Yeah, I might relate those bits in as well. Yeah. So you can imagine the normally these two species would not be common allies. In fact, gnolls generally aren't allies to anything except demons. 
So this is probably not an easy alliance, but there is something pulling them together at the very least. So if we, if we can break that, perhaps maybe they'll fight each other more than they'll fight us. If there's already tensions brewing, if we can push it to a tipping point, stop whatever's uniting them. On top of that, it's also noted that there are trolls spotted within the camp as well as some lesser giants, so the Ettins and Ogres that you guys have seen previously. There has been a constant flow of prisoners coming into the Null camp, some actually leaving as well. There's a notation that they seem to transport certain prisoners up to the north towards the mountains, but the rest, well, it doesn't go into detail, but you can assume the... uh, the ritual room and the blood pool are named that way for reasons, as is the bone pile. Hmm. There is another report labeled a little bit further into the future, so more about just over a week ago. It's gives some notation about a it's it's labeled as a strange stone giant with a large retinue arrived in the camp. It seemed to give some sort of Almost, it's it's described down here as a sermon with like question marks. Like the, the whoever was watching this seemed very confused by what was going on. But this odd stone giant seemed to come and almost preach to the camps, and it had quite a, as I say, a large retinue of giants and other creatures with it. In fact, there's a note down here that there were some unknown creatures. This person could not recognize them, but they were spotted with the stone giant and then were left in the camp. After the giant left, there's a note here, demons, devils, they're they're not really certain what these things were. But when they were left, they seem to be staying quite close to the leaders on both the orc and null side. So like bodyguards almost. Or or, or spies for the big boss to make sure the leaders are doing what they're told. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly, looking at that map, I think one of the first things that Rogar would almost want to do is um, I think if we get into if we get to the null side of the camp, is break out the uh, try and break out the prisoners because they seem to be walled off from any from most other things as well. So you know yeah. it looks like a a decent point to break in there, break out what prisoners we can, you know, and then and then come back, you know, with a larger force. Yeah, Emery, we, 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 we'll, uh, look over to your Rogar and just go. Well, I suppose it depends what state they're in. Balin can't walk. The Norse are doing that regularly. Might be quite a a poor assortment we find. That's a fair point. I'm think I'm thinking. Well, so obviously we need to kill kill the big giant. He's he's the linchpin of this. And if we can kill him, then this fragile alliance they've got going on is going to go tumbling down. Now, I was I was just looking at this as we're looking at this map. I'm thinking. Oh, just to be clear, um, the stone giant left the weird stone giant. Yeah, and, and yeah, we, we need we need to find where he's gone and kill him. But if we can take out those, maybe those guards that he's, he's left behind. But the other thing I'm thinking, what's in that ancestral grounds? And it's that's definitely on the orc side. If there's something we can take from there and put it over the knoll side, mm, that's a good you thought. Could, you kid. Maybe make it look like the gnolls have been across and nicked something important. That's going to piss the orcs right off. And that might be enough for the orcs to stop listening to this stone giant for a minute because they'll be so pissed off and go and have a go at the gnolls. And as soon as they do that, the gnolls are going to come straight back in, aren't they? 
ultimately this is a very fragile alliance and all we have to do is try and tip it it's one of those things where it'd be quite nice to be able to um disguise self sneak in have a mosey around nick summit move it across the other side and then bugger off before things kick off i'd like to free those prisoners and maybe we could have a quick look and see see what kind of state they're in if we could get them out that'd be grand well you know if you're looking for somebody who can uh disguise self and oh. i'm gonna cast disguise self for myself what make myself look like tommy ah uh, i you know what it was a fucking weird time when i could do that but i, <laughs> I do miss it <laughs> fair play yeah fair play mate yeah when you um say that solara actually chirps up and goes you know i i was trying something a little earlier and she you notice she starts to cast something, and she actually has alter self herself. But this time, you watch as like a, a ripple of magic flows over her for a second, and she starts to change form, and then it stops. She goes, oh, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe I need like a long rest or something. I need to sleep and think, but I might have something that could help us. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to go in right this second, so. Really? What, what, what would it be? I tell you what, love. We can have this long rest, and then I'm sure you can sort yourself out, yeah? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel, <laughs> I guess, a bit of inspiration or something. All right. Well, yeah, uh, that sounds promising. Well, we've got this map out. Um, Emmerich, any ideas at all from you, apart from obviously what we've already said? Yeah, Emmerich will give it a look over and say, mm, well, looks to be pretty well defended. They've marked out multiple wooden walls, but... Wood catches fire, it can be moved around, depends how noisy an entrance you want to make, or whether you want to make any sort of distraction. There seems to be a few watchtowers. That's river, also a possible entrance route. And it's it'll be well defended, I expect, at least from these reports, but I can see multiple ways to get in. I think your idea about the ancestral gowns these reports are right that the the alliance is well quite quite weak and quite fragile. Maybe that'll work. You're just going to have to convince the orcs that the gnolls were the ones who stole it and not you guys. Well, the key is not to get caught, or if we do get caught, to kill whoever catches us before we wake the old camp up. My my first look as a thief, um, and I give Emmerich a little wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other soldier's perspective, now let's now here's the thieves, is that... Uh, yeah, where those watchtowers are based, I reckon they're going to be mostly looking outside. There doesn't seem to be one up by the, um, the northern uh, river entrance. You can get in there, round back behind the war tent, round behind the feasting hall maybe, and past some of these boxes. You've got a pretty um, pretty well-covered walk all the way around the back. It's only when you've got this little bit of open ground here to get into the ancestral grounds, and you might even be able to get over the wall there by that tree. Doesn't look like there's any watchtowers to spot you easily. There's one when you get in the ancestral grounds, but we have to cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm. Otherwise, you can maybe hop over the fence at the back in straight into the ancestral grounds, but that might be too obvious. I'm going to assume mm. these fences are pretty large. Yeah, I, I, I think you might have to go through, through the door, but at least the thing is, if you can sneak inside and then disguise yourself as an orc, you're going to be challenged a lot less. Than if you uh, if you try and bluff your way through the gate, that's right. Well, you don't have to get in too far before before you can disguise self. I mean, if you if you're going in through the 
the river, you just have to get onto the bank. You can disguise the fact you're wet. You could mm. meld into stone. You could meld into, I think there's some, probably some rocks down there. Yeah, or you could do that. gaseous form into that shit. You could gaseous form. I, I assume these are magic-y things. Oh, we fu- you found those scrolls, didn't you? I just had a leaf through them. That's a uh, ga- Actually, gaseous form is a cracking idea. It's not a bad idea. Well, if, if it's what it sounds like, and speaking as a magic novice, uh, sounds like it might work. That's how it might work. Sorry, Rogar's still Tommy, so I need to remember to do the accent. <laughs> you don't sound like me. Rogar's trying to do an impression of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to recap on that point, yeah, you got the scrolls, gaseous form, detect thoughts, meld into stone, and legend lore. Yeah, so, some of those um, out of characters. Some of those are really good, uh, but as Tommy, it's all magic in it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, um, that seems like a plan. Something we could try. Um, might weaken, uh, weaken this guy's forces if we can pull it off. I mean, let's wait. For, yeah, for for Solara to see what she has to say. Maybe tomorrow. Obviously, when we've had a bit more time to rest and think. But it sounds like a plan. Not a plan that I'm involved with, but yeah, sounds like a plan. Well, I think we'd all have to be involved because there's a good chance it all goes tits up. We get discovered in the middle of a war camp and we have to fight our way out. And it would be helpful to have some people about <laughs> to give us an hand. Don't get caught. Yeah, well, that's that's a great plan, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Sophia also... is now in a, in, a, in a castle and she's feeling quite grandiose. <laughs> <laughs> like Like this is her ancestral home. So... Tommy, just go and do it. Uh, all right. When did and you, don't uh, fuck up. Uh, when did you put your noble pants back on again? It's this place, darling. I just, I don't know what's going on. It's this place. You look like the help. I just kind of, I kind of look, look to Rogar, who still looks like me, and I just mouth, darling. Rogar's going to shoot you these Ponzi guns (laughs) (laughs) Okay Well uh, Let's uh, Is there anything else to look at Or should we um, Should we speak to the uh, Speak to the Castellan And uh, find out a little bit more About this place And we can fill her in On all the shit that's happened to us Mm. At least the stuff she might be interested in. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's nothing else on the intelligence reports. That's kind of the the main point you get out of it. Um, there's a few notes just generally about how they do patrols. There's lots of guards. It's obviously very well um, encamped. You already know that the orcs are leaving in their strike units to attack places. So there's a lot of comings and goings in that sense. But the place sounds like it's always pretty well populated. Um if, yeah, if you want to speak to Jules, she can give you a bit of a rundown of some of the things you find in the fortress in a bit more detail. Yeah, I think that'd be, that'd, that'd, that'd be mo- useful. I think we get her to tell us about the castle first before we um, fill her in on what happened to Varadin and what's what's happening to all the villages around. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to insight check her. Just, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. She, she could be trying to lead us astray. I mean, yeah. She's a drow after all. Exactly. Racist. That's speciesist. Speciesist? I'm the most multiple species person here. Yeah. So yeah. you should know better. 
<laughs> hey, hey, he's a ball. That one's a ball spawn. That just means he's the son of a dead god. <laughs> hey, he's not exactly human. Well, you know. Look. Yeah. Stop. Stop trying to wind me up. All right. Um, <laughs> let's, let's 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 find out. Let's find out about our new manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's find out about our new manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you you're almost there, son. <laughs> I'm never going to get there, mate. That's an Aussie. What the fuck? <laughs> we apologise to all the Aussies that are listening. I apologise to everybody who's listening to me attempt to do accents, but at least it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> God, we're all no, I'm going to flip now. into Rogar now. I'm, I'm, back, I'm back to being Rogar. I'm, I'm, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, I can do Northern much better than you can do Southern, mate. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Southern? There ain't nothing Southern about me. I can do Northern, like your your accent, better than you can do Southern, like Tommy's accent. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was if an adopted we, Northerner for many years. If we haven't learned over the past 109 episodes, I suck at accents. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, you may. I, I suck at accents too, but I, I, I suck with style <laughs> and a plum. You suck with commitment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mean, Jules can give you a rundown of what's in the castle. So you already know all of the locations, but she'll give you a bit more detail on what they involve. So the workshop and forge um, has some basic materials that will allow you, Tommy, to at least attempt to do some upgrades with R4, whether you want to start working on something with the new gun or just trying to upgrade him generally, you might find enough stuff in there to do that. That essentially unlocks that option for you as like a, an actual profession. Cool. Um, yeah. The Arcane Lab, if any of you were spellcasters, you could go up there to get advantage on certain things. So it would be good to be able to cast spell scrolls, do alchemy. You could either get it with a proficiency or an additional bonus or just with advantage on the roll, depending on what you wanted to do. The library is similar, but for history and religion checks. So if you're trying to look through the books there to find something that is possible to find in the world, you can do it with advantage if you do so in the library, as long as it is not obscenely obscure. But then again, that'll also be based on the DC. So, you know, it depends. You might get lucky. I was just going to say, it's worth um, worth looking through the barracks, uh, see if there's any, any weapons there. Um, the training grounds might be useful. We could potentially um, get some of the more able civilians at least kind of vaguely aware of which end of a sword's which um Mm. and could possibly you know put up a a little bit of a defense if we needed to it might be worth seeing if any of them have any like professions like if if there's a guy who's a blacksmith might as well put him in the forge helping you you know when you're in there but also like making weapons or whatever he might you know we might need it'd be useful to have something like that that's, that's mm-hmm. a great shout, actually. That's a really great shout. It might be worth asking him, kind of. Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, just tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. start out, pitching it out tonight. Yeah. yeah, find out, find out who's 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 skilled in what, or who's you know who's tinkered in what before. It's better than nothing, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll definitely be able to find some people among, especially among the Millshire folk, who are a bit more self-sufficient, and maybe some of the Baradin refugees. But yeah, you can certainly be able to find some people. Um, I guess, I guess um, it might be worth. Oh God, Karen Cookson. 
I was going to say, in the, in the barracks, um, she'll say that apart from the armor that was obviously ruined in the attack from people wearing it and dying, you should be able to find, she estimates, maybe 8 to 12 pieces of armor and weapons there for arming guards, if anyone's you know willing to join you on that front. The defensive towers, unfortunately, are just lookouts right now. There's no anti-siege weaponry or anything like that, but obviously you could try and invest time, money to building such things depending if you have people who are skilled in that uh, department. The treasure room you've seen, it's just a pretty secure room around the uh, one of the upper levels of the castle. There is a rookery with a, um, well, living avian uh, creatures over there. You'll be able to send messages to any nearby cities or towns that you wish to try contact. Um, that's obviously how Warwick was getting his intelligence reports in the first place. And... Yes, you're aware of the old temple of Uriel, which you haven't been to yet, but uh, Lysandra is off defiling. Um, <laughs> Jules mentions that the the temple existed as a way to ward off bad storms, or if people were going on an ex- expedition into the mountains, they tend to give blessings to Uriel, even though Thomas Warwick was not particularly uh, that way inclined religiously. He was not stupid. So we'll see what happens with that defilement at a later date. <laughs> you are um, Thanks, Rogar. Last, she mentions is something that she says is a kind of like a personal hobby of Warwick's, which is his um, his map room, his uh, cartography hobby. He um, spent quite a vast bit of money securing rare maps from throughout the ages and throughout the areas. So it's uh, something that's uh, unique to this place. Yeah, m- might be uh, definitely going in there. Yeah, it might be worth having a look in there, seeing if we can uh, get a bit more of an idea of the lay of the land around here. Because, to be honest, do we know exactly where this encampment is? The intelligence reports give you a rough idea that it's pretty okay. much due east from here. Maybe a little bit southeast, but uh, yeah, it's about four days by uh, foot. We could probably try and map where that picture was drawn to some of the things that we can see on the maps. Yeah, where the mm-hmm. river should be able to help us uh, exactly. find it. Yeah. Well, I was, the other thing is, I mean, there's plenty of stuff that we can use a cartography room for because, you know, like the coin that Sophia's got, we could actually, maybe there's maps of where that's come from. And yeah. then look in the library to see if there's yeah. anything about that. There's yeah. a, lot of re- a lot of research we could do here. Yeah. yeah. We could spend ages just We could spend shit. ages just doing stuff here. Yeah. Um, but before, well, I suppose you guys can do whatever you wish, but at some point, soon i'd like to go um use the seer's amulet to uh cast scrying if i can sure are you trying to do you want to do that today or post long rest uh do it i want to do it before my long rest just to get it used and then it it's it you know comes back after a long rest so yeah i mean at this moment we're heading into the like the the early evening at this point because you guys obviously have been reading through intelligence reports piecing information together that sort of thing making plans so what do you want to do for the rest of the day? While he's uh, while he's while he's scrying away, uh, is there a wine cellar? Um, there is a, a small wine cellar off the kitchen. Well, I don't want to just blur it all in one night, but a uh, couple of couple of drinks tonight, you know, celebrate. Might yeah, I was gonna say might might boost the morale of the people as well. Yeah, might we could, be we could, poisoned. Well, we could we could we could um we could break out a couple of bottles and then um. Rogar could taste it first because, you know, he's a ghoul. It might not affect him. That's a good shout. Yeah, but then it might not affect me, but it might kill you guys. Also a good point. In fact, 
yeah. <laughs> just just mm. point that out there. Get like I don't know. Give it to Jess. Or if he if he if he, yeah. <laughs> if <Rogar laughs> no. feels like he feels like he has to make a save. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Uh, let's give it give it give it to Martin. I mean, I'm sure he's he's got to be useful for something. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just... is, is he on one of those step programs? It makes sense <laughs> with Jeff, not Jeff Martin. But Martin, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, let's. I'll, I'll go and have a look. I'll see if it, any look like they've been tampered with first of all, and mm. we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, do, I, if... I don't. I don't think that the orcs would have had time to poison the the wine. I don't think Thomas Warwick probably would have done. Yeah, it's just me being very, very cautious. Uh, that makes sense. If you're going to do that and Rogar's going to do scrying, I'm going to take a survey of everybody's here to see what professions they had and what skills they have, just so, so we have it. Well, as it's going to the evening, do you want to hold your little ceremony for Jeff in this time? Oh, yes, Jeff. I was going to say, can, um, can I go, will I get any bonuses from casting this in the arcane room or not? Uh, not scrying, no. Scrying is all about what you know versus what they know, etc, etc. The whole pluses and minuses to the modifier. Okay, I'm going to go do it in the library then, but I'm going to bring uh, Martin and Jess with me. Okay. Okay, so if we're all splitting out... Um... Oh, one thing I did forget to mention just as I was listening through things, the, the dungeon that's just below the castle is quite small. It has about four cells. It's, they're kind of like stone cells with the heavy wooden doors and like small viewing hole at the top um that they're they're geared towards holding regular humanoid prisoners they're not like monster cages or anything like that but they're pretty secure for that job and there is a a rather unfortunate room down there for interrogations we should go check to see there's nobody in there yeah yeah he's probably the cellars Then, then seriously, might be something someone in there. There probably is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's me, me, Well, you you hold your ceremony. I'll get some wine out, get everyone reveling, and then maybe we'll, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll go down and check. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. Before before we go to bed, but I really don't want to fight another um yeah another encounter <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, Jess wants to say goodbye to Jeff. Jess doesn't particularly want to say goodbye to Jeff. You know, she's being very quiet. She's got that wooden sword that you guys made for her, and she's kind of holding onto that quite tightly. Having, you guess, maybe from having seen a lot of dead bodies recently, it's giving her a little bit of flashbacks. She doesn't seem, like, scared, but there's a bit of a distant look in her eyes as she's pretty much just following Rogar around at this point. Ah, right, okay. Stop, stop trying to interfere. Yeah. Just wanted to see if she wanted to pay her respect. Ah, uh, yes, yes. We will, we'll, we'll stop trying to interfere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Tommy, first up for you then, since this is probably the quickest one here. Uh, you do go down to the wine cellar. It's it's not a huge wine cellar. You imagine Warwick probably had a much bigger one in his uh, estate in Varadim, but you do find some very nice, very old bottles of wine down there. Probably... Fetch a pretty penny, but also would get you good and drunk. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll take a few of the um, maybe not the most expensive bottle. You know, still 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 might find my um, try and sell that for a pretty penny, but maybe a couple of the kind of the the, the mid range ones. Um, <laughs> uh, the nice Zinfandel. Uh, no, no, a good 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 solid red. Tommy doesn't actually know anything about wine at all. 
but um, yeah, <laughs> plonk. <Whatever it> is. <laughs> He'll, um, and I, I'll, I'll do a little investigation check on it just to make sure. Um, yeah, uh, with a seventeen, is it? Is it? Ta- has it been tampered with or anything? Uh, with a 17, you give it a, each bottle a look over as you're going through them. None of them look tampered with. It looks like they haven't been touched in a little while, in fact. Cool. Um, dust and cobwebs down there. I'll grab them, bring them up, um, have a quick peek in the kitchen, see if I can find any glasses, and then I'll tr- I'll kind of bring them out, um, kind of announce to everyone, uh, well, looks like the, uh, the nobles who lived here didn't half live too badly. Uh, who'd like a glass of wine? A bit of celebration, we got a roof over our heads again. Uh, the Varian refugees are very happy to indulge in a few drinks with you. <laughs> yeah, so I'll... They've had a long, I'll, cold trip. <laughs> can I offer, offer those out freely, let everyone... No, I tr- try not to let anyone get too merry, but, you know, make sure everyone's at a, at a warming glass too. And yeah, maybe maybe if, Sophie, if Sophia's going to go out to do, the, to do the ceremony, maybe I'll do what she was going to do. And um, start asking them about their professions and stuff, sort of as as I'm chatting with them all. Mm-hmm. See if we can find out what people have done previously. Yeah, I mean, you find a few people who've had jobs, and I mean, I say the Varadin refugees. It's uh, a little tougher to find people willing to put their names against things, but some of the Milshire people, you do find um, a couple of people who've worked in forges before, who would be useful hands to have. Or you find a tanner for like leather working and hide working and gear. And you find you find a couple of people who have worked as traders previously, so they could potentially, as I say, run that investment option if you wanted to have them start sending messages out, letting people know that this place is open for business. They could help on that front. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. we could get traders coming here, selling their wares, and then fucking off yeah. again. Yeah, we could, we could set up with like a trade trading post. Yeah, it's um, a good shout. Yeah. How yeah. much would that be to set up? Uh, it depends what you're trying to attract. Potions. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> Drug running. Yeah, we should have done that oh. in Varadin before. before. That what about that? Always, that? always our best idea, yeah. Wasn't there the, the Watchers guy? I know he's probably in a bubble, but that would have been awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was. Steal running. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was our investment opportunity right there that we missed. Yeah, yeah we were going to go to the drugs business, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Forget the main quest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, okay. We'll we'll we'll, we'll look into that. I think in, in the future, um, over the next couple of days. Have we got anyone who can who can work in a kitchen as well, or, or has some knowledge of cooking? Yeah, you'll find a few people with that sort of skill set. Just well, just just might be worth having a look through what we've got in the in the kitchen. Maybe making a quick inventory, and then kind of um, preparing a small meal for everyone. Yeah, I mean, if you're offering a, a job opportunity in the castle, maybe a, a room in the servants' quarters, there'll definitely be a few people jumping at that one. Yeah, well, obviously, we go, we, if we're going to have people here, we're going to need to feed them. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And we are um, going to have to pay them. Yeah, but not, as I say, r- right now, we're just trying to look, looking to feed these refugees that are in front of us. Get um, ourselves sorted. And get ourselves sorted, and then we'll, we'll look at actually formalising. Yeah, because we've got jewels to, I was to help say, yeah. everything. Well, also, it gives us a chance to um, kind of rate people's performance as well. If they're a really shit um, cook or <laughs> um, workshop employee, then we don't want to pay them. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. but for, right now, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're working for their food or they're working for their their room and board at the moment. Just while we get everyone mm-hmm. kind of settled and sorted, and then we'll sort formal formalize it all in the future. Cool. Well, that's that's kind of me done. Just chatting with the um, 
the uh, refugees. And, mm. and uh, okay, well, while uh, Tommy's getting people good and drunk and finding out just what uh, use they are to you all, uh, Sophia, you are with some of the guards giving a, a bit of a, a final service for Jeff. Is there anything particularly you want to say, or do you just want to hold the service? Um, I'll hold it, but try and not use the word melty, even though it's flashing in my brain. <laughs> melty. <laughs> Low as he pulled upon the ground. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> His innards liquidizing and pour- pooling into the flagstone. <laughs> You'll be absolutely devastated if his wife's there. <laughs> we just didn't know it. <laughs> Why, Jeff? Roll a performance. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so let's let's yeah. Hope Sophia manages to keep her tact as she um. Ah, oh, so should have gone and cast major image and just had like a figment of her wife, <laughs> <laughs> or even better, a figment of Jeff melting. <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> you... Oh man, I'm regretting not going now. <laughs> Rewind, play again. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, out of interest, what what sort of ceremony are you giving? Are you going like heavily religious, like in Kalimbo's glory he passed, or are you going more personal? Are you trying to buck their spirits up? What are you going for? Are you going loud how and outrageous? Did I I ne- how like how much did I know him really? Not um, super well. I mean, you spent a little bit of time with him on the road, but I don't think you held much conversation with him. I'm going to recount how we met and how epic he was and how how he got me out of a bind and then try and get other people to tell us stories of him and get everybody to let out their emotions and their feelings and make sure they they feel like they are welcome to be who they are. Mm. All right, well, if you go in that route, do, do, me a, do me a persuasion. What a load of bullshit. Eight. I can tell you your, your heart was in it. Yeah. <laughs> Eight. It goes okay. I mean, you didn't know Jeff too well, and though some of these guards probably did know him far better than you, they don't seem super open to um, letting their emotions out there. They take this quite stoically. They listen to what you've got to say, and they're they're happy that you've stepped up to fill this role as kind of like a, a, a spiritual leader for them. Um, mm. But that's about as far as it goes with an eight. Um, they, they kind of give you their thanks. And their... I'll take it as a, I've not done many of these for people I actually knew. Because before mm. it was it was for the grey people and I didn't know none of them. So maybe I'll take it to heart for next time someone I know dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I melt Solara next time. Oi, no. <laughs> the mutiny. Oh. <laughs> Wonder how quick you'll make a devil deal that time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was just going to say, you can make a deal with the devils and we could have Jeff back and he could have a character sheet. I'm just putting that out there. Just no. saying. What do you mean, no? no. <laughs> At what cost? At I mean, what cost? Like, <laughs> give Tommy the bracelet forget giving it to tommy i'll do it yeah i don't want to know what you'd ask for i think there might there might be a conflict of interest with you there rogo 
Uh, yeah, right. It doesn't really matter, does it? Let's be fair, it. True, but <laughs> anywhere to get to the top, my friends. You don't know. I mean, you haven't tried to give it to anyone else. That's true. I've not tried to do anything. I've just hidden it. You stuffed it in your bag and tried not to think about it. I try and do that with a lot of things. <laughs> so my handbag is so full. Sophia's emotional baggage bag. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Bag of holding. Holding all those feelings. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of, you don't physically run from your problems, but you mentally do. I mean, there's my brother and my dad and the jest. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. don't worry about your brother. Yeah, I haven't thought about him in a while. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you, I guess you're, you're, you're more kind of, co- Solara's more important at the moment. She's right here, to be fair. (laughs) You can't can't run away from that problem unless you actually just physically run away. (laughs) Yeah. If I ran away, she probably wouldn't follow me anyway, so... She she might not, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) You can can try it, but we're in rather hostile territory. Mm. Mm. Run to the mountains. Live a new life as a hermit. (laughs) Join the giants. Party cave. <laughs> yeah, go join the giants. <laughs> yeah. I See mean, how fairness, well that, that does. But... Well, in fairness, that probably seems like a more sensible bet, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah. Rogar, then, you're the, the last of the three going off in a different direction. You said you were going up to the library to cast scrying. What's the, what's yeah. the plan here? So, I, I, had, I actually had two ideas. The first one was going to be to cast it on the Fate Weaver. Okay. Because I've Technically, I've met him. Yeah. And I don't know if you count wounds uh, caused by him as having something of his. Um. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, but you definitely um, have first-hand knowledge of the target. Yeah, um, because I thought it'd be quite useful to know which, where he has gone, in theory. Mm-hmm. My other idea was the camp, mm. because I think suppose i've seen it so i can cast it on a location but i know i don't know if that if seeing it in a picture would count as seeing it uh let me read the spell i think it doesn't but can i can i, I, can I, go on. Can I say if, for the fate weaver if you want something of his you can probably find quite a bit of his blood all over the floor where i slashed him up that's true but so yeah it has to be a place you've literally seen not just a picture of okay so you could so, do the Fate Weaver, or you could do well, whatever you want to do, but yeah. Yeah, go on, I'll do the Fate Weaver, but if I've... Would, would I be able to distinguish what blood is his on the floor before I went up there or not? It's going to be a, a very difficult survival check, I'd say, to figure out one bit of blood from another. You, you can find the spot... You, you know roughly where, where I was stabbing him. So you've, you've, got, you've got a chance that it's either my blood or it's his. <laughs> whether, you, whether you can tell the difference between orc blood and human blood. Well, I I don't know. Would I get advantage because I can smell it or not? Can you you lick it, smell it? <laughs> uh, it'd be dried blood on the floor. It'd be very hard to find. I would say you're talking, let's say a DC twenty survival check, and that's being nice. Well, I've got to make the check. I might yeah. as well try and make the check, can I? Um, twenty one. Twenty one. Oh, yeah. But, but Rogar knows his blood. <laughs> So I'll say I'll say that counts as a, a body part essentially. You got a little bit of blood, so you'll get a minus ten. 
Right, uh, and then yeah, I'll do this in the library just because uh, not that not that I'm trying to hide it from the guys and whatnot, but they're off doing their own thing, and I need a thing, and I need a quiet place to concentrate. Mm-hmm. You know, libraries are quiet. Yeah, you uh, you so, head up to quite a a nice, well-appointed library. Yeah, and so, I'll and obviously I'll let Martin and Jess know what I'm doing because I well Martin's Martin, but I want Jess to kind of understand what is going on and kind of things so she doesn't just think it's weird mm-hmm. martin's happy to head up with you and just sort of nod along as you explain what you're doing and uh she kind of looks and he goes will this help us find the knolls pretty certain yeah she kind of thinks about that and just nods to herself cool cool so yeah let's let's cast this screen mm-hmm. so i need to make a wisdom saving throw with the i believe you do so go so uh, i think with a seven he even without the minuses he would be afflicted so um let's just read this out so everyone knows what we're doing here um you can see in here a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane of existence as you the target must make a wisdom saving throw which is modified based on how you know them on a failed save this spell creates an invisible sensor within 10 feet of the target you can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there the sensor moves with the target remaining within 10 feet of it for the duration. A creature that can see invisible objects would see it. Um, okay, so Rogar, as you clasp the uh, Seer's amulet within your hand and close your eyes and focus, you feel your mind's eye kind of rush out of the castle, across the lands, heading east, until you eventually... It's almost like you get a little, like a small camera next to uh, Desorn. As you see the older orc, he's kind of got his robe pulled tight around him with his furs as he's walking through the snow. Um, He looks angry, looks very angry as his uh, long staff kind of clicks on the hard rock underneath his feet as he trudges through this uh, rather difficult terrain. Initially, as you're looking at him, you think maybe he's alone, but as he stops to take a look around just to make certain he's in the right area. You watch as a few of those zombie ogres walk past him and a venom troll with them. You see he is linked up with the group that you guys avoided earlier with a reasonable idea that those ogres were probably his. After getting the lay of the land again, they move on and just towards the end of your 10-minute concentration here, you see as he goes over a little bit of a ridge where the snow were is banked up. You see he looks down upon a river leading into a large camp and then the spell ends and you open your eyes and you're back within the library. Shit. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Um, that means they're going to be coming. Or oh, I'm pretty confident they're going to be coming. Um, right. So I think first things first, go tell. I'll... Uh, Go let Tommy know. Actually, um, just to be clear, because it's quite a ways distance to travel, whether he's been doing it all on foot or using other means at times, you don't know. But he's still a fair way away from the camp. It'll take him a while to climb down. As the intelligence report said, it was about four days. So yeah. he's made, one, very good time, and two, there's still a fair trek for him to do. You can just see, essentially, uh, in the distance, the camp. Right, right. So there's less, less, less panic, more you need it's worth letting them know where he is anyway. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah rather than like running i might just stroll down with the with the crew unless they want to hang out in the library and have a look around or something i don't know mm. um but otherwise we'll stroll down i'll let tommy know over a, a glass of pinot <laughs> <laughs> that's white wine he's drinking red well I, I got i got some selection you know i don't want to be a don't want to be a bad host i don't drink it anyway i drink blood <laughs> <laughs> you, am i am you... i there yet yeah, I mean, at this point, what are you guys doing? Are you? I'm taking the piss out of Tommy for picking one of the most expensive wines and thinking that it was cheap. <laughs> I I don't know. I left some I, of the fancy bottles. Is, down is there, there any more left? Because that's worth selling. I don't. It's, you it's, drinking this is an insult. And why? Why? Fuck off, princess. You see, like, a, a half-empty bottle of ancient elvish uh, red wine that was uh, corked in uh, 67, and it's, it's just... It's priceless. Your heart bleeds. That's what he's done with it. He's <laughs> <laughs> sloshing it around. Yeah. <laughs> Mixed in a bit of brandy because it didn't have enough of a kick. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's all right. It's, it's not that great. Kellen will save me. He's probably like spilling it on the floor because Tommy strikes me as the kind of person who'd use the bottle as a fake penis. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make some of the people laugh. You know, it's been, it's been a tough few weeks. You'll have a laugh, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I see Sophia just looking like wistfully out of a window going, damn it, Dad, you were always right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gave up this life, princess. Wow. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, but yeah, okay. So Rogar going to Rogar's going to come and tell us. Um, well, it's kind of what I was expecting, but it's not good, is it? Thing is, we got we got to see what we think might happen. Either they're going to take it as a loss, or they're going to send some forces back up this way. But then they're going to have to send some pretty decent forces up if the last lot failed. And if we wanted to enact our plan of uh, trying to trying to get them to fight each other. We kind of want to do it when everyone's in the camp, not when half of them are on their way back to this to our castle. So, so what we're saying is we need to strike early. I think so. It's going to take him a little while to to organise a, a decent squad to come and, come and take us on. And in that time, we might be able to get there and stop it from even happening. Not that I particularly want to leave this place straight away. Doesn't sound like we've got much of a choice. No. Solara pipes up as I assume she's with you guys as well and just goes, Do we even know what they were looking for? Like, why were they here? They wanted Summit from Thomas Warwick. And Thomas Warwick seemed like he was the kind of coward who'd blab if he knew anything at all to save his own skin. And he was staying stum. So I don't think he knows, which means it might be worth spending the next night tomorrow getting ourselves ready to to leave again and having a decent look around this place see if we can find what he was looking for i don't know okay maybe we could maybe it's something we could use to defend ourselves something we could use to to fight back at them something we could use to help us sow discord in their um their fort i don't know what do you guys think no idea mate yeah well rogar's thinking we we need to Set to getting this place, you know, defended, pay people, you know, get get, you know, people 
to work doing what they can do um you know and get it up and running because that's going to be the that's going to be the key to defending this place is that it's going to be still up and running we're going to have repaired what needs repairing we're going to have guards who actually know what they're doing you know let's set it up so they can be self-sufficient relatively self-sufficient without us because we're going to have we are going to have to go yeah at least uh, whether whether all of us go or whether just us three go or however you want to play it it's going to be you're going to be taking out the majority of its defense well we got we can i think we can trust uh emmerich and we can trust the castellan to get this place back running in fairly good order it's more we have not insight checked her once by the way just point that out she hasn't actually we... said much she just stated fact <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we'll, we'll go and have a chat with her <laughs> See, see, see if she can, she can tell us some stuff, and then we can see if she's lying. Uh, <laughs> I just drop my last second level spell and just and just cast Zone of Truth and be like, "Bitch, you lying." <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so we 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 kind of need to we need to get this place sorted. We want to explore it, have a decent look around, see if we can find things in it. We also probably want to do a few bits of checking things out, you know, about. For our own purposes like i want to upgrade r4 you guys might want us to go spend some time in the library uh, or in the yeah. map room as well and yeah we want to get things on their way to being prepared leaving her and guide captain eric to kind of continue improvements while we're gone <sighs> in the and then i guess we, we we still want to strike while the iron's hot though we can't stay here forever yeah um because if we do if it might be the case that he goes back with his tail between his legs, the Fate Weaver, and they go, oh, well, we'll leave it because it's not important. We've got other plans. But There's I don't no... want to take that risk. When have you ever known uh, orcs to give up? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so there, there is something here that they want. Yeah. So they will be back. And we just need to hope we can get to them in time. Yeah. Right. So that's the plan, I think. Unless you guys have got anything else no no like i say i think yeah sleep spend the day trying to get everything you know get certain things in order fact you can do r4 we can look around do whatever we want to do yeah and then we'll make tracks on this on the second day yeah i think um i think if we just take the uh the core part well if we just take the core party me rogar sophia solara r4 and then everyone else can stay here and keep the place i mean don't get me wrong if 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 any of uh rogar's friends want to join us they're more than welcome but i have a feeling they probably won't mm. i'll speak with martin and lissandra wait up yeah well uh, if they want to come you know more than maria jews could use the help but if they want to stay then that's also fine so is that uh all you want to try to do this evening then are you guys going to sleep now or do you want to explore much more I mean, I might, I might just go and have a quick look at the workshop before I go to bed. Um, sure. I do want to, I do want to explore all the other rooms in this place as well. Um, but I just want to kind of have a look and see what I want to get get on with um, with R four, and maybe maybe take him into the workshop and see what see what's see what's there. Mm-hmm. Did you say one of us been down to the dungeon? Tommy was going to go have a quick look in the dungeon. Oh, we were. We actually no, we were going to go and have a look. Is that, uh, I was going to say if you want to go there, I'll go to the. Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Rogar, Rogar, Martin, and screw it, Jess can come too. We'll go down to the uh, 
I'm assuming she's just following me everywhere anyway, rather than me having to keep saying it. Yeah, yeah she's, at the moment she's following you anyway. Right, cool. That un, un, Unless I say otherwise, she's following me. Mm. <laughs> do you want to do anything to be in with Samara? Uh, no, not that I can think of. Solara's happy to go to bed at this point, so <laughs> set, set, set a uh, set a wake up call with the servants, and um, <laughs> for your breakfast will be served at a certain time. <laughs> I understand now, Father. They need to be ruled with an iron fist. <laughs> All that makes sense. I mean, I mean, you should you should really appoint a lady's maid. And um, you've been watching way too much Downton Abbey with me. Way I haven't. Much. I haven't been watching Downton Abbey. You've been watching Downton Abbey. Mm. I have been in the room <laughs> <laughs> asking questions about the plot and the cast. Like, well, because uh, yeah, you, I, I was spending some time with you, but I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> they keep introducing new people. <laughs> have, is there um? Is there like an adjoining room bedroom? Mm. Um. I mean, certain bedrooms are pretty close to each other. I mean, uh... <laughs> I just want to make sure she's safe. You want to make something. <laughs> <laughs> when I get the feeling. You and Solara can go pick out two bedrooms that are next to each other if you want. Yeah, I just want to make sure she's safe. To be fair, she has no idea who I am. So, um. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you could spend, you could stay up all night chatting and getting to know one another. I mean, by which I mean, you could spend all night chatting and she can get to know to you. Know you. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you guys can catch up a little bit and try fill in some of the massive gaps in her mind right now. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. He's going to try and fill in something. Yeah. Um, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, let's, let's start here then. Rogar... And Martin and Jess head down to the, the small dungeon. And I mean, it is a, you know, pretty bleak looking place, to uh, say the least. You see around four reasonably sized cells. And you see a few, um, a couple of cages that they used to like hang from those like large like pole like structures where you just kind of leave someone in there for days and let them starve to death. See a few of those hanging around. It's it's a pretty dismal place, and you you know from the Varadin no, nobility there they're no strangers to just dealing with people when they uh, see fit or if they feel that they've been wronged in some way. So it's pretty typical in that in that mind. As you're going through the the cells, you don't see any bodies down there. You don't see any locked up servant or anything like that. It's pretty pretty quiet, just cold, dark, full of cobwebs and. That lingering stench of blood and sweat and feces and other horrible things that go on in dungeons. You have a look, I presume, in the interrogation room, and there are a few implements in there that could be used. There's quite a a worn-looking heavy oak chair that's bolted to the ground that you are pretty certain has been used in the past to gather information. Mm. You see... There is actually quite a bit of space in the interrogation room, like at the at the back of the room, where it actually just looks like it's been not very well utilized. Like they converted probably a larger room into something like this and then didn't know what to do with the rest of the space. Perhaps there were other implements back here that have since been sold on or broke or something like that. You don't know. Like a rack or something, something that takes up a lot of space, maybe an Iron Maiden, things like that. But they're no longer here. Martin looks around a little bit and goes, 
My, 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 Rogar, this is, uh, this is mighty interesting. Oh, really? Do tell. Well, there's a bit of prime real estate here. Real estate that is soaked in a certain atmosphere that is, uh, shall we say, conducive to some things we may wish to, well, may wish to, uh, look into. I think we could, uh, well, make use of a few things. What I'd really like if I was to, uh, ask for something is, uh, you know one of those big old uh, braziers, those like large stone ones that you can uh, light a good fire in? You familiar with those? Well, I don't have one to hand, but pretty confident we can build one or we can find somebody to build one in this place. You know, take whatever you want. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that would be nice. I mean, if we can find someone who's good at working with stone or if we won't go and spare in this place, I don't know. We ain't explored it all yet, but... Uh, there's a few things I'd like to set up, and I mean, if no one's going to claim a space, then I could put my mark down here. I tell you what, Martin, you're more than welcome to it. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, we might have a bit bigger fish to fry, you know, once this place is up and running again. I think, you know, we've got a war to go and end. Perfect. Well, you see, maybe I'll speak to a few of the those friendly townsfolk and see if they can provide me with what I need. And if we can get the fires of Tushal raging under this uh, new location, maybe I can be of some use. <laughs> oh, yes, my friend. Yes, that sounds like a cracking idea. And I, 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 I'm, I'm going for a pretty handshake, I am. <laughs> yeah, I'll return it in kind, and uh, I guess we'll, we'll leave that little scene down there in the dungeons. Um... Tommy, did you want to do anything before sleep? I forget. Did you say something? Uh, oh, you wanted to look I, at the workshop. I just was going to go have a quick look at the workshop and see what was there. Um, mm. So you and R4, I, you might as well both go head down to the workshop. Yeah. And uh, it's actually pretty well stocked for an inbuilt like workshop in the castle. It's got enough tools that you recognize. It's like it's not as well stocked as Valman's proper workshop, but you could you could work here, especially as like a, as a novice craftsman. There's uh, space to actually heat up and bend metal, place to work with metal. So there's even some tools for some fine crafting. You think if you spent a bit of time down here with R4, there's enough raw materials left over that maybe you could give him some upgrades. Sweet. You might have to pick and choose what you do, and obviously you've got the gun that you may want to try to fix to him in some way or maybe use the parts of for something else. I don't know. I'll leave that up to your uh, own creativity. But in terms of raw materials, there's enough here to... Maybe upgrade a few bits of R4, make him stronger, make him faster. I don't know. Sounds awesome. Definitely going to do that. And, I, and if I, I can bring some of those guys who've worked in a forge before to come down and do some help me with it as well, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, cool. I mean, if if you bring in some people and ask them to help and kind of explain what you want from them, uh, you might either get advantage or I might be able to lower the DC on some things and you can uh, maybe do some cool upgrades. That'd be really sweet, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Obviously, that'll take time. It might be a tomorrow thing where you might want to spend the day trying to upgrade all four or something. But yeah, so yeah, that's what's yeah. down here. Definitely, definitely go and get some sleep. But it's nice to kind of have a bit of a think before I go to bed, kind of about what I'm gonna, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, is that it for the evening? Are we all retiring and then checking out the rest of the fortress and everything tomorrow? Yeah, oh, I think good. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a plan. Cool. So you all pick out bedrooms that uh, 
suit each of you. There's uh, plenty to choose from. It's uh, various uh, levels of the uh, castle. And at least for tonight, you hope for sound rest and no uh, orc war horns through the uh, wee hours. <laughs> well, I'm sticking, sticking R4 on guard mode outside the door. So. Mm. so, as you're all drifting off to sleep, Rugar. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <Yeah>. Woohoo. <laughs> Rugar, you're you're closing your eyes and you're drifting off and you often dream. You often dream of a a tree made of bodies, those hanging corpses. You hope for no uh, interruptions from the nightmare man or any other such entities. It's been a long day basically. But as you're starting to dream, you hear voices, or one voice, perhaps. It's hard to tell. And you initially assume you're dreaming, but it's enough to just rouse your consciousness as you're lying there in bed. And you can just hear muttering in the room. Can I... Is it like a... Can I make a perception check? Or? Yeah, make a perception check. Well, that didn't go well. Uh, I rolled a two. <laughs> two. You look around and scan through the darkness and you don't see anyone. But I can still hear it. You can still hear it. And then as a few moments pass, you, you're straining your ears and you realize you're not hearing it. It's like background noise in the back of your head. And you look over to the corner of the room where Eclipse is leaned up. Can I go and check it out? Yeah. You go. What do you want to do? Um, go pick it up. And well, no, well, no. I want to go see if I can, if I get closer to it, whether I can hear it any better. When you get closer to it and you go to pick it up, the noise stops. I want to ask it what it was doing. What do you mean? I was doing nothing. I'm telling you now, I can hear you talking. Just tell me who you're talking to. You just get greeted by silence. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't think there's anything I can do to get it to talk to me, but it's clear that something was obviously happening with it. <laughs> can you cast Sona Truth on a, on, a, on a weapon? Um, on a sentient weapon? Yeah. Maybe. Let me just double check because I had to set a few things up with Eclipse when I originally built him. He has a saving throw. Okay. <laughs> Why are you lying to me, sword? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cast Zone of Truth and ask it again. Who were you talking to? What was its saving throw? It is... Uh, so... Until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there must make a charisma saving throw. Charisma? Yes. What's your DC? 17, I think. Hang on, let me double check. Uh, no, sorry, 15 even. 15? Yeah, no, not quite as good. You feel your spell take effect on Eclipse, and the grey-black blade almost hums with power for a moment, and we're going to do something else that I just need to look up. Oh, shit. That does not load well. No, it does not. Make me a charisma check without proficiency. So just a d20 plus your charisma. Wait, is it a new day? Not yet, no. You've not had a long rest yet. 
d20 plus my charisma modifier. modifier. Yeah. Plus three, so 12. Plus another three, because I get extra on. Because I have my own it's aura. Not a saving throw, it's a check. Oh, right, okay, sorry, yeah, it's not, is it? So I rolled a 12, and Eclipse has a plus four. It's a 16. Oh, Ooh, you reach out towards Eclipse uncontrollably, and as you pick it up, you feel a searing pain in your hand that runs up into your mind, and everything goes black. And that's where we're going to leave you. And we would end the episode there, except there's going to be a little bit more just to add on. As... Like we often like to do on this show, we're going to pan the camera somewhere else and take a look at the wider world. And we're going to take a look at a man walking through a darkened hallway. The cheers of a large crowd are still echoing behind him. And he stops to listen just for one last time that evening. You can hear it reverberating from not too far away. Thunderhawk! 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 Kurt's face breaks into just a large, shit-eating grin as he soaks up the adulation for a few minutes before deciding to retire to his dressing room. After about an hour or so of various revelries and entertainments, Kurt's mood quickly changes, and he immediately just dismisses his hangers-on, his groupies, his attendants, his bandmates, just sends them all out. As they file out of the room, they're just muttering with irritation, but Kurt ignores them, and he walks over to a large mirror and stares at his reflection with a rather praised intensity to his eyes. For any of his former evening guests, they would just see the halfling dressed in his usual post-show attire, shirtless but with an open black leather jacket, dark blue pants, and his signature iconic red headband, just pulling back a a thick mane of blonde hair. But Kurt can't see any of that, staring back at him from the mirror. Kurt only sees a long yellow robe wrapped around his body, the bone-white mask perfectly affixed to his face, and the golden crown covered in blazing jewels just sitting above his temples. Jewels so brilliant he could buy half the continent with them. His hand starts to shake violently as he tries to raise it to touch his cheek, not certain whether he'll feel the cold, lifeless mask or his skin. However, before he can reach his face, Kurt jumps and reaches for his aether guitar pick as the door to his room slowly creaks open. The sudden fear dissipates just as quickly as it arrived when he spots a solitary woman entering the room. As she steps from the shadows, Kurt notices that she doesn't look like any of his usual post-show visitors, clad as she is in an expensive-looking dark robe embroidered along the collar in yellow arcane symbols, her purple eyes glowing softly with an underlying intensity that briefly catches Kurt off guard before she addresses him directly. I'm quite a show tonight. I've been planning to come and see you for a long time. Well, it's very nice to... Uh... To be another fan, is there something you want me to sign, maybe? Look, as long as you can be quick. Um, I've got a bit of a headache. It was it was a long show, and the um, 
I've, I've dismissed the rest of the group. Because if you bribed a bouncer to get in, I'm sorry to disappoint, but I, I can't go another round tonight. <laughs> oh, you needn't worry. I won't take up too much of your time. And though I'm a fan, I'm not one of your groupies. I'm, I'm here to offer you an opportunity. Oh, really? Oh, what kind of opportunity would that be? Well, I've been looking for a band to play a show, and I can think of no better one than your own, Kurt. Something special about you. Something that I think will really, really get people's attention. Well, what can I say? We're the, uh, we're the greatest band in the world. And we've, uh, yeah, we've, we've got quite a packed, you know, packed set of shows up lined up already. I don't know if you've spoken to my manager at all about this, but uh, I don't know if we can squeeze you in. Depends what what the nature of this show is and what it pays. Oh, I assure you, this show will be unlike any other you've ever performed. It will herald the crowning of a new king. And as for pay, well, let's just say if you didn't want to, you'd never have to work a day again. What I do isn't work, but... You know, I can spend gold as quickly as it comes in. So, for a king, you say? Do you do you work for him? No, I don't work for him. In fact, in some ways, I've only just made his acquaintance. This is going to be a very special show, Kurt. Because you're not just going to play at any coronation. You'll be playing at your own. Kurt, at that, takes an looks away from her and looks back into the mirror that he was looking at when, he, when she came in to see if he still sees that mask and crown and robe. He turns back. Can you see it? The crimson tongue smiles at you. Oh yes, Kurt. I can see it in all its glory. And soon it will be a reality. And I think that's where we're going to end the episode. Leave him alone, you dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) Not Kurt. Oh, sounds like Kurt. Sounds like it's going to be Kurt. Yes. You never thought the King in Yellow was going to be a rock god, did you? (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely something Kurt would say. (laughs) Poor Toph. Yeah. Poor Dick. (laughs) <laughs> At least he's Where, alive. Wherever he is. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, that was fun. Thank you for uh, joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. Uh, if you want to get in touch with any of us, well, best way is to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. If you do that, you can join us on the Discord server and chat to us whenever you want. Alternatively, you can always jump on Twitter. We are there as at TreasonNo, and my players are there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. You can also find us on all major podcast providers, and we have a WordPress website at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot, and a Facebook group also at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. And I will turn you over to my co-hosts to say their own little goodbyes. Well, as is, I hope become customary, I want to take you also somewhere else in this world to see again a dark figure running through the woods. He doesn't know where he's going. Questioning. Why? Why him? Why not them? Why did they leave him? I've been James Bunkle. And, yes, uh, as usual, if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. Uh, But handing you over to Tommy, 
to go back through another entry in the big book of weapons. So today, the letter is M for Maul this time. Now, a Maul, as I found out when a friend of mine whipped out a fuck-off hammer that uses in two hands, is exactly that. It looks like something you'd use to tenderise a fucking steak that came off a mammoth. But in the right hands, which tend to be pretty fucking strong ones, you can turn someone's head to paste in one hit. You know, it's a decent weapon. It's not, again, it seems like a bit of a theme here, but I'm doing weapons that aren't really my cup of tea. Um, but it is what it is. And you got to M, you got to talk about them all, haven't you? It was a signature Rogar weapon until, uh, until he got Eclipse. And it may be the signature Rogar weapon in the future as well. Uh, based on today. But yeah, Ramal, as I say, not my weapon. But you know what? I'm going to give this four daggers up because I've seen what Rogar can do with it. It's sick. And yeah, no joke for you. Give me a new joke. I'm going to have to start writing jokes, aren't I? Yep. <laughs> They're going to be Christmas D&D related. Right, oh my God, it. that sounds terrible. Do it. That's... <laughs> uh, as you said the letter is M for magmins which are fire elementals summoned and bound to the material plane by magic they crave combustion and are well known for being unpredictable they are, they are squat and stubby or humanoids seemingly from hardened magma underneath their shells they are composed of flowing lava and seething flame if out of lava for too long magmins would soon stiffen and harden, becoming immobile. Hmm. Come across them, Cookson? Uh, I'm not super familiar with them, actually. Weird living rock creatures, from the sound of it. Living magma oh, rocks. And a plane of fire, which um, may or may not still exist. <laughs> yeah, probably won't see them then. Mm. Well, you never know. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Cheers, bye. Bye-bye. See ya. I'm Emily. I'm Erica. And we're your new best friends, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Listen to Grow Out of It every Sunday to make fun of us, as all best friends should, while we read our old creative writing from our childhoods. There's a first time for everything, the magnified voice <laughs> replied. Mm-hmm. My name is Morgus, and I will destroy you. <laughs> Classic Morgus. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.